This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle. It's a business, and there's some things that you're just not going to be prepared for. You yep. know, you're going to come in. Like myself, I came in with 12 guys in one draft, and now there's I'm the only one left, you know. So there's so many different aspects of the game that are very business-oriented, and, you know, it's hard to really prepare yourself for it. You just kind of have to be able to adapt, yep. you know. So when the things come on, you know, when there's certain, certain situations that weren't happening in college, you know, when guys are playing not so much because of how much – how much better they are than the other guy, but because of how much more they're getting paid than the other guy, you know, different things like that, you know, you got to just adapt to it and you got to grind, you know, because sometimes, you know, money is not always the, the deciding factor. My next guest has received the highest honor an NFL player can achieve, the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award, which is given to the player for their outstanding volunteer and charity work, as well as his excellence on the field. From the beginning, New York Jets wide receiver Quincy Anunra has had his eye on the football and well beyond it. Flat out, he's committed to making a difference, and that has been proven on the field as a leader during the NFL season, and it carries over into the offseason, where he strives to become a better man and make the world a better place. Coming up, you'll hear from Quincy about using platforms and social responsibility, the influences that have led him to become a beacon of hope to others, the mental aspect of football, how the relationships made in football can be meaningful well beyond it, the offseason of an NFL athlete, building the right team and being a player in the digital age, learning healthier eating, and the NFL and entrepreneurial spirit. I am a champion. I'm winning. I'll win it all. I'll win it all. I'm Dale Moss, and this is the game plan. All right. Hey, uh, thank you everybody for tuning in. Uh, I'm very excited to have Quincy Anunwa on the show. Quincy, uh, New York Jets wide receiver. Uh, and I'm very excited, obviously, to see what what's uh, coming up in the next season. But thank you for joining the Game Plan Podcast. Yeah, and I appreciate you having me on. I'm looking forward to this conversation. Yeah, man. So, you know, one, one of the things that uh, I, I always talk about, and I think it's a common thing, is, um, you know, just using your platforms and social responsibility. And, you know, that's something that there's no denying that, that you you've definitely done. So for those of you who don't know, know Quincy, um, obviously he's had success with the New York Jets, um, a former Nebraska cat coming yeah. from, the, you know, Cornhusker State. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, one of the biggest accomplishments that you can get in the NFL is uh, the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. And, you know, this takes players years and years and years and years to get, you know, you accomplished this at such a young age, man, like what, what that's the biggest accomplishment in football yeah what what did that feel like it was it was amazing, I think what made it that much better was the fact that I got it the year I was out and injured, mm-hmm. you know, so it kind of was a testament to just like me not giving up on the things that mattered to me, regardless yeah. of what was going on in the field, you know, so I was still trying to give back, and I was still even trying to better myself, become a better person because uh you know at the end of the day, I think for me it was like. Uh, even though football is taken away from me, I got to make sure that I at least know who I am as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I still want to continue the things that I like to do regardless of whether or not I was playing. So it's, so for those who don't know, and, and honestly, this is uh, news to me as mm-hmm. well, like what goes into 
that process of receiving that award? Yeah, so uh, it's 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 pretty cool. I think uh, you know there's a lot of there's a lot of different factors. Um, you know, the team does something. Um, United Way does something. Um, and then on top of all of that, uh, when I when I when I was the one that received it, uh, they gave me an opportunity to give uh, Super Bowl tickets to one uh, kid that worked with United Way. So that was oh, cool. Wow. Yeah. So she came to the facility, didn't have any idea what was going on. She just presented me with the check that United Way gave me. Then I had the opportunity to give her two Super Bowl tickets. Actually, I think it was three Super Bowl tickets. So she got to take her brother and her mom. And I think they flew her out there. So that was awesome. Yeah. 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 No, I, I mean, there's no denying. And, and you just said this, uh, you know, really knowing who you are. Yeah. Um, and obviously, as a professional athlete, so many kids, so many uh, fans, but even communities yeah. really look to you and your teammates as, uh, you know, almost a beacon of hope. Mm-hmm. Um, so so for that to be, you know, an accomplishment, you know, I, I, that says so much about you, who you are as a person. So, you know, where does that come from, though? Like, who are the people who inspired you and helped make you who you are today as a person? Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, it's a long list. It's hard, really, yeah. you know, because there's so many different levels of where I was kind of influenced. You know, I can start with my parents who came here from another country mm-hmm. and grinded, you know, to give me the... The, to give me the opportunity to have the future I have now, you know, yep. or the, at least the present that I have now. Um, then I can go on, you know, I'll fast forward into the league. You know, I had a guy, uh, Brandon Marshall, who I played B with Marshall. my second year. Yeah. yeah. Beast and I think, Marshall. Yeah. Him and, him and Eric Decker, they were really big in the community. You know, Decker had Decker's dog, Decker's dogs, and then B. Marsh had Project 375. And those guys were really big on kind of what they were, you know, it wasn't just football. You know, they used their platform to kind of, expand themselves as people and give to the people around them, you know. You know, in, in what you mentioned right there with uh, B. Marshall and, mm-hmm. and Eric Decker is is uh, a unique situation. So mm-hmm. as a young player coming in, you have two of the best receivers in the league. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they're, they're doing so much beyond the field. So I had, exactly. the, you know, the privilege of playing with Brandon Marshall in Chicago. And, you know, that's where he was really starting to uh, really push the platform mm. for, for mental health and awareness. And, you know, it just goes to show, like, how it's impacted yeah. not only his teammates, but the communities around, man. Yeah, yeah. So, so you know, how um, how invaluable is that to have you know, mentors like that in your life? I think it's huge. And for me, you know, as I get older, I try to make sure that I'm doing that for the guys that are underneath me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I try to do my best to kind of show them the way that was shown to me. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I've seen other guys on other teams and other positions that didn't have the mentors that I had that kind of go off on different different paths. And, uh, you know, for myself, I want to make sure that at least, at the very least, I can show guys, you know, how I got to where I'm at. You know, I'm not perfect and I'm not the number one guy in the league and I'm not doing everything else that everybody else is doing, but I know that I've had some success and I want other guys to have more success. So I'm going to show them what I can do or what I've done. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, you know, they can kind of piggyback off of that and be more successful than myself. You know, and, and that's, a, that's a great point because we talk about this all the time uh, f- from, um, you know, a fan perspective or even, you know, you just see in media, like how are they performing on the field? Yeah. Everything is driven by numbers, touchdowns, mm-hmm. which, you know, you've definitely had your successes. There's no doubt about that. But, you know, the real impact uh, is really what extends, you know, far beyond the field. And also, you know, that glue that really holds a team together, yeah. um, you know, and, and that's, you know, that's clear as day. And you went through um, a really tough situation with with your injury. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and all this came, you know, all these positive things came at that time. So yeah. can you kind of talk about you know, what you did when you were out in order to keep you mentally focused and keep your spirits up and also like give back. Yeah. So honestly, in the beginning, uh, 
the way that I passed time was binging Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. Game hey, of Thrones. It's dangerous, man. It is, man. You know, I, I had, I'm, I'm going to be honest, when I first started uh, watching it, actually, Walt, I used to live with Walt, Walt Powell. Okay. And uh, he used to watch it all the time. And I'm like, bro, what are you watching? You yeah. know? But then I got hurt and I was like, well, you know, he was watching it every day. So let me try to figure out, you know, mm -hmm. what's so good about this. And I ended up watching the whole thing. I'm getting ready for the next season that's coming up. But that, that kind of, you know, came my mind off of football. But yeah. from there, it was like, you know, like I said, I was I was trying to figure out, like, who am I and what, you know, what am I without football? So, uh, you know, I started to figure out, uh, you know, what can I do with my degree? Um, yep. well, how can I give back? How can I continue to give back? Uh, so I took advantage of uh, the NFLPA. They have a bunch of different things that that, that they offer. Uh, one of them was the uh, NBA program. So I looked into that. Mm -hmm. um, another one was the uh, internships or the externships, as they call them. Yep. So I took advantage of that. Um, I, I made a few trips to the NFLPA offices just to kind of see, you know, what, what are my benefits? Uh, yeah. what, what, what do they offer? Uh, you know, I was just trying to make sure that, you know, cause knowledge is power. So I was trying to make sure I had all the knowledge I needed. Hey, you hit it right on the head. And I, I I've seen this and, you know, through working with the NFLPA, mm -hmm. um, there's kind of a disconnect with current players and former yeah. players and it's understandable, right? Because yeah. it's hard to, um, kind of go back and relive some of those situations. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you're someone who has really taken advantage as, you know, a younger guy in the league who has plenty of years ahead, yeah. but you've taken advantage of those resources that are there, you know, and I'd be interested to hear about the NFLPA internship program and kind of that experience. Yeah. Cause it, it, correct. It, like most of the time, that's the first experience of like jobs for like a lot of, you know, yeah, especially for myself. That was, you know, I think my first, my first job that I got paid in was like doing the uh, signs on the street. Like I was like in, <laughs> I was like in middle school, I think, and my mom ended up signing me up for it. So I was, there, I was what, twirling this, yeah, the heat? yeah. Oh, bro. I was twirling bro. the sign. I did it one day and I quit after that. Yeah. There was no way I could do it again. But uh, no, the so yeah, it was it was my first opportunity to really like sit in an office and have a job, and uh, I did it with StubHub in San Francisco. Uh -huh. so, so it was cool. I was there for three weeks. Um, one part of the week, uh, I got an opportunity to go visit the eBay headquarters. Mm -hmm. And the cool thing about eBay is that uh, the CEO of eBay is actually a Jets fan. Oh, really? Grew up in New York and everything. He's just yelling J-E-T-S. Yeah, so, yes, yes, so yes. it was actually great because I got to connect with him. Whenever he comes out, you know, he tries to come and say hi. He comes to the games and stuff. So it actually ended up working out a lot better than I thought it would. But uh, back to, uh, you know, working at Stub Up, it was great for me because it gave me an opportunity to kind of get that work experience. And, you know, I had a project, mm -hmm. um, you know, had my own little cubicle. I had a computer that I had to go log out. You know. Was there ever a time you're sitting here? I'm like, damn, what the hell am I doing? Or was it like actually exciting? Learning no, it, you know what? I think because I was so naive, I didn't know any better. You know? I, I think just... it's those ESPN commercials where they have like, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was just office. like that, man. And Dan Patrick just, you know, <laughs> just walks past. Yeah. That's how it was. I think, you know, a lot of people, a lot of everybody else that was there, they were like, oh, man, you're an NFL player. But for me, it was like, man, you know, I'm, I, I, there was a lot of people there that I looked up to in a way because, like, they did exactly what they wanted to do and they got to where they're at now. And you could just tell the joy, like, they were happy to be there and working there. And it was like, man, like, you know, as much as I love the NFL, I know this isn't going to last long. Yeah. And I hope that the next, like, path that I take is going to make me feel the same way it makes them feel. Yeah. Well, it, it, I think one of the, the most difficult things, especially as athletes, like, we're high-performing individuals, mm -hmm. and things sometimes, especially in that that, that the space of physical and sport, Yeah. Um, you know, we it definitely excel in that. But from a young age, I've been training and preparing. But what a lot of people don't really understand is the, the mental aspect. And football, 
um, is one of those things you talk about an offensive playbook, mm-hmm. but having to understand the defense. And it, it's a misconception uh, from from people who have really never played. Yeah. Like professional athletes are not only physically gifted, but they are so intelligent. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what are some of the things that you took away from that internship experience that you think, um, you know, that, that you value the most and that you, you, you think, uh, every player should take advantage of. Yeah. Well, I think the biggest thing for me was the relationships. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, that was huge because, uh, without that, you know, I think the majority of my relationships would be football connected. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if I ever need a letter of recommendation or anything like that, you know, I have people that are outside of the football world that can test testify to my work ethic, in an office, you uh-huh. know, so that's that, that was cool about that. Um, also, I'd say that, uh, you know, just kind of the confidence it gave me, um, you know, like I said, that was my first like actual opportunity to have a job. And it gave me the confidence to know that, you know, I can do this. If this if that's where, you know, my path takes me, then you yeah. know, I, I'll feel comfortable doing it, you know. Well, and also just being versatile. Mm-hmm. I think that's, you know, an, another thing so many times especially when we're performing and playing or, or just doing anything in life as a, at a high level. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's hard to kind of reframe our thinking and undertake the uh, approach of learning, you know, and being a student of the game uh, in a different space. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's something that I definitely struggled with. Mm-hmm. But again, like getting bits and pieces of it, I didn't need it all right away, yeah. but it definitely helps you, uh, in, in different aspects of life, man. So mm-hmm. no, that, that, that's, that's interesting. And that's something that, um, you know, I definitely think that, uh, more players should, uh, take advantage of. No doubt. And it, it's just an interesting, different perspective overall in life. Easily. And there's yeah. so many different, there's so many different areas that they, that they work with, you know, uh-huh. so it's not just about if you want to work on Capitol Hill, you can do that. The entertainment program. I mean, that's Complex, one that I really everywhere. looked in, in, into coming now into New York yeah. in uh, the media entertainment space. So, yeah. So the, the off season for an NFL mm-hmm. athlete is, is the longest pretty much of, of damn near any sport. Yeah. Um, so, you know, just take us through, you know, what this off season looks like for you and maybe how that compares or is different to some previous ones. Uh, yeah. So I think this off season, probably the biggest thing that's different about this off season is just that I'm getting married. Uh huh. Yeah. Congratulations. So, thank Congratulations. You. Thank you. So that, that's probably, that's going to be, you know, the biggest difference out of it all. But otherwise, you know, I, I try to make every off season the same, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, I'm, I'm grinding, I'm eating right. You know, I obviously take my time off to let my body heal from the season. Yeah. But, uh, once, you know, that's kind of over with, you know, I'm getting back to the grind. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's really not. You know, as much as you love to think of it as an off season, you're still kind of working pretty hard. Exactly. And, and then I'm still working on myself too. You know? uh-huh. So I try to take advantage. So I'm I'm, I'm uh, taking GMAT classes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I want to take the GMAT soon, um, and then hopefully, you know, get into uh, business school. You know, that's that's the goal. So you know, for me, it's like working on physical, but also mental. You know, I have more time. I have more energy. So let's not let's not waste this time. Yeah. No. And I I think that's a, such a valuable aspect. So I was I was training in Florida mm-hmm. um, a couple of weeks ago uh, in uh, training with Brian Balaga, mm-hmm. at a training facility I used to train at, and we were just talking about uh, you know obviously football and, and sport is your profession, your career. Yeah. And it's it's so amazing, but um, the th- the key things that you have to do to sometimes take 
take uh, take yourself away from it. Not because it's a bad thing, uh, but just also like there's only so many hours in a day, right? Yeah. And you can't train and watch film for you know 18 of them. Exactly. And it's your overall happiness and uh, just constantly advancing. You know, mm-hmm. we're always just like you're a student of the game. I think we always want to be performing better as individuals. Yeah. Yeah. So what about the training? I mean, I think yeah. um, you know everyone is always asking me about that. So you know what's what's a training protocol like for you? Yeah, so right now, um, I'm not a big lifter. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I do I lift, but I don't like to put a lot of weight on my back or do a lot of benching. Um, you know, I, I work with a guy at Freak Strength in mm-hmm. uh, Oakland, New Jersey, uh, my guy, Mike Wadango. Yep. And, uh, you know, he kind of focuses on uh, functionality more mm-hmm. than anything else, you know. So for me, it's like, let me try to be more efficient yep. at this point. You know, uh, all that other stuff that I was doing before was to get here. But now it's like, let's try to maintain what I have. Exactly. And, you know, I obviously want to get stronger. I want to get faster. But I also want to be more efficient. And that can also get me faster and stronger. And and that's a perfect lesson that anyone can take in life. Mm-hmm. And you're a professional, right? Yeah. So it's training smarter, not harder all yep. the time. Yep. And, and and that's one one thing that, you know, I had to learn. I remember um, when I first signed, uh, it was preseason when I was with the Green Bay Packers. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was getting ready for warm-up and just getting super hyped. Yeah. And everything like yeah. I did in college and Jordy Nelson comes over and he's like, yo, like calm the hell down. Yeah. You You're going to tie yourself out by halftime. Don't peak too early. Um, and that's like one of the things that I, I, I saw and just knew right away. I was like, okay, we're, we're in a different space. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, but you, you performed at such a high level at, at Nebraska, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. it's one of the best um, programs in all of college football. Yeah. Um, what are some of the key differences from, from that level to being a professional in the highest level. Yeah. Oh, I think the biggest thing, obviously, is no school. Yeah. That, that makes, that honestly makes football easier when you don't have to worry about school. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think that was one of the biggest challenges for myself and I know a lot of other guys. But uh, when you talk about just football, um, you know, your your focus, because you don't have school, it has to be that much more on football in the yeah. NFL. You know, you have to make sure that you when you go home, you know, there's not, you obviously have time to do other things, but you got to make sure you're focusing on the plays, mm-hmm. focusing on your opponent. Um, you know, the grind is 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 that much more. Uh, but you also got to make sure that uh, you're 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 taking care of your body. You know, exactly. a lot of guys don't know that in college. You know, you're not you're not getting the massages, you're not getting all the other treatments that you need to get. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you're kind of just wearing your body down at that point. Uh, yeah. So I think one thing I learned in the NFL is taking care of my body, making sure that I have a team of people uh, that I can you know call and. And, and obviously pay and, and make sure that I'm getting this done or that done, you know, and just trying to make sure that I'm the best athlete I can be. Yeah. No, and that's that's what it's all about. It's mm-hmm. it's, it's a system. We talk about, um, especially when we have some of our uh, entrepreneurs and others um, in business, and uh, it's about the process, yeah. right, uh, behind the scene. But it's also about the team and really building that that properly. And was that something that was really difficult to you for you to build the right team coming into the NFL? Yeah, I think so. I think, uh, but it helps to have people that can tell you where to go. Exactly. You know, but I think if I was on my own, it would definitely be hard. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and I think that uh, luckily there's resources and that helps you out a lot. But, you know, for myself, I definitely had a good, good surrounded, I surrounded myself around the right people that told me, you know, this is what you need to do. What about, you know, the NFL from the time you first came in? To where it is now, because yeah. the game has changed a lot, but yeah. also uh, everything around it. Um, you know, you talk about marketing, branding, or what mm-hmm. it's like to be a player now in such a digital age. Yeah. Um, you know, talk about talk about some of the differences you've seen there. Yeah, I mean, you look at a guy like Juju Smith. Uh, 
uh, a bunch of other guys that are, you know, they, they're taking advantage of, of, of what is out there now. You know, you can use the Internet. You can use social media. You can use YouTube. You can use video games. You know, you can really kind of show who you are as a as a person, you know, kind of taking the taking uh, taking the power, I guess, from the media, taking a little bit of the power from the media and kind of creating your own image of yourself. Yeah. Because you know? well, in the past, it was the media. Now it's you're able to kind of send your own message. Yeah. I mean, you know, every everyone's uh, everyone's a brand now. Yeah. And it, but that's it, it's more prevalent now than ever. Mm-hmm. But I think that's something that. um you know, a lot of people, athletes, especially in teams and organizations, can kind of take it uh, and work it backwards. Sometimes a media storm is negative, yeah. but you can really position your own reality um, and, and connect with the fan base and you know, give people a peek inside uh, in your life and your world. As, as much as it is private, mm-hmm. um, I definitely think that it allows players uh, to kind of connect on a deeper level, but also even when you're sorting out things, um, you know, the, that are out there and just really positioning yourself even beyond the game. Yeah. 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 So, you know, uh, we talked about the, uh, the Walter Payton man of the year, mm-hmm. award, uh, which is an amazing accomplishment coming up. You'll hear how Quincy is impacting the communities that are around him here in New York. All right, everybody. I've got a game plan for you. Let's get this show to number one on the charts. Find the game plan with Dale Moss, part of the Mouth Media Network family of shows. Give us a review and a five-star rating, and let's change the game. Quincy, we talked about um, the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award and, you know, all the amazing things you're doing. But, you know, what does having a true impact mean to you uh yeah i think uh for me it just kind of gives me an opportunity to uh show myself to people that might not have had the opportunity to know who i was Mm -hmm. uh you know so anytime that uh i can get back to either underprivileged or even just, you know, some, some areas that aren't underprivileged, but anytime I can kind of show my face and kind of, you know, have fun with kids, uh, maybe even pass a turkey or I did a toy drive. Um, it kind of gives me an opportunity to, uh, see smiling faces and people get to know who I am. Um, yeah. You know, they get a close up to up, up close, uh, view of who I am outside of the helmet. And then you know, be, beyond uh, uh, beyond the sports field, uh, mm-hmm. the playing field, you're doing so many amazing things uh, in the New Jersey and New York communities. Can you talk a, a little bit about um, uh, Harlem Grown? Yeah, like, what what is that? Yeah, so uh, Harlem Grown, I got um, introduced to them a few years ago at a to- turkey drive. Uh-huh. Um, they were doing a turkey drive in front of uh, one of their farms, actually, and. Uh, you know, I, I got some information. I got to learn some more, and I really love the concept. Um, you know, and it's just it, the, the beautiful thing about it is, uh, you know, if you walk around uh, Harlem, you know, you're gonna find uh, chicken, uh, fried chicken spots, pizza spots. <laughs> hey, you know. a, this is the truest thing. It man. is. And you talk about like different boroughs, and different is. areas of the city, and and how it changes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's no denying that uh, these different communities, and you could be divided by a street yeah you know these kids and these families are not having is the same opportunities it's just real it's just Mm -hmm. is what it is yeah so the so the beautiful thing about that is that you know they take abandoned plots so you know you'll walk through those areas and you'll see a bunch of abandoned plots with like sometimes homeless people there sometimes trash and they'll Mm -hmm. clean that up and put a farm there give the kids an opportunity to come in 
grow their own crops. You know, those kids are so happy when they come in. They're like, oh, man, this is my little baby. They're, you know? it, it, they're learning a craft and doing something that they never would have exactly. done or even seen. Exactly. You know, and a lot of the a lot of the plants that they have there, you know, they, they would have never even known about. You know, mm. like obviously for us, it's easy, you know, kale and all the other stuff. But, you know, for myself, I, I couldn't even tell you if I knew about kale till I got to like college. You know, I wasn't thinking about kale. Kale you know? and that now you're in the avocado toast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But obviously now, you know, I love all that stuff. But, yeah. uh, you know, and so for them, it gives them an early opportunity to kind of learn more about it, learn about what it's doing for their body, how healthy it is. And, you know, hopefully they kind of stray away from those other food food uh, things that they have and, and try to employ these in their in their diets. So was, was that something that like even coming up as a kid, like, is you know, very familiar? You grew up in California, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I can't say that it was like, you know, a synergy right there. But I think for myself, it was. I think the biggest thing for myself that I, that I drew to it was uh, just – the idea of healthier eating, uh-huh. you know, and so as an athlete, you know, it's something that I obviously I've implemented in my life. And so I would love for it to kind of go across the board. Yeah. You know, if we can have people eating healthier, um, you know, putting better things in their bodies, um, you know, it'll, it'll definitely kind of impact the the environment, impact people's lives. And, you know, what will people probably be a lot happier. Yeah, no, it, it, it's so true. And I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's the base foundation of like how we live and exist. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, it's, it's some of the hardest things for people, especially in a city like this are some of these, uh, larger communities to get access to, uh, you know, how, so how is your involvement on a local scale and just yeah. seeing what these kids and these family go to go through? How has that changed you as a person? Um, yeah, I think, you know, for myself, it, it it's, kind of uh put things in perspective mm-hmm. um and kind of made me want to help out more yeah um you know uh that's why actually so it, it's still kind of in the early stages uh you know still being put down on paper but hopefully you know with you know the process that I'm going through and I get my MBA I can hopefully open up more restaurants like Roast. I love Roast Kitchen. Yeah. Like I, I go to Roast all the time. Oh, he's Hopefully, shout out Roast Kitchen. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Send, send all the gift cards. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Definitely. But uh, no, but honestly, though, you know, I would love to move those up more, you know, mm-hmm. uh, uptown, you know, north uh, to Harlem and all those other areas, or at least build my own example of that kind of place, just kind of giving people more opportunities to eat healthier foods. Yeah. I mean, it's something that's so, uh, it, it seems so simple, right? Yeah. In the grand scheme of things, but like, uh, especially when you're, uh, you talk about zoning commercial properties, mm-hmm. it's, it's not always the most simple thing, but like what you're doing in the foundation you're building and also bringing other people into the fold, you know, there's no doubt that that is something that, um, that can and will happen, man. Yeah. So, you know, you know, also kind of going into this, um, you know, you talked about uh, continued education, the entrepreneurial spirit. Um, you know, and I've noticed like uh, a lot of the Jets, Jets players, and kind of the culture there. And I don't know if it's just within New York mm-hmm. um, or just being around so many people. Like, there's a lot of people doing some amazing things. Man. Definitely is is that like a growing trend, or is that something that's kind of just unique to, to to the locker room, or what are you seeing in the NFL and the entrepreneurial spirit, and just um, you know doing things outside of just just the game yeah i think it's kind of what you talked about uh with the social media you know yeah. the way the the league is going the way social media is going and growing uh it's giving people more opportunities to show 
what they're doing. You know, who knows whether or not guys were doing it before, but I think now guys are getting the opportunity to kind of put that out there, put it on their platform, and people are able to kind of see and know more. And it's like, wow, you know, like yeah. these guys are really doing some positive things. And it's funny because you see a lot more of that stuff on social media than you do in the media. Exactly. You know, so it, it, it just kind of speaks to where everything's going. Yeah, no, it, it's, uh, I remember uh, reading it. An article, and they talked about the the Golden State Warriors mm-hmm. and how they have like these little wages on investments, and yeah, like that. But um, and and, and Gary V, who is mm-hmm. a huge Jets fan, huge Jets fan, yeah. his goal is to own the Jets. I mean, he's he's one of the um, uh, the ringleaders. Uh, I don't know, know if ringleader is the right word, but he's he's really um, opening up the doors and yeah. and making people more aware of the entrepreneurial spirit. But he's even gone into Vayner Sports, yep. which um, you know is is has been successful, but it's. Uh, it, there's no doubt that it's going to continue to grow. Definitely. Um, you know, from a representation and agency standpoint, like what have you seen kind of the changes or the advancements that agents and management have, have, um, you know, yeah. over I mean, the years? You look at like rock nation sports, yep. uh, you have the young money. So I think, uh, you know, you'll see a lot of the people that are in other spaces trying to kind of adapt and grow their brand uh, by jumping in the sports agency. You know, they're going to make a lot of money out of it. You know, I think there's a lot, obviously a lot of money in it. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, you get the right guy, you're going to get a multi-million dollar contract. You know, all your agents are going to end up getting paid uh, through that. So, uh, you know, it's definitely smart, uh, you know, that people are kind of trying to jump into that. Yeah. So, we, you know, I, I definitely want to reel it back. Um, obviously, the, uh, into the football space. So we're in the off season, yeah. Um, and right now is uh, the time when you get uh, combine prep and yeah, all those things. Yeah, yeah. You know what was what was that process like for you, being a college athlete, getting ready for the NFL? Yeah. And I, I'm curious to understand too, like, you know, from the when was it like where it really hit you that hey, this is a business? You yeah. Know what I mean? Well, so the the combine uh, aspect, it sucks. Yeah, it definitely sucks. I mean, you know, it's it's like bittersweet because you know it's a means to an end. Yeah. But at the same time, it's just a very tedious and very like it's hard. But uh, but that's a that's a mental uh, test in itself because it's it's you know you talk about training your whole career and mm-hmm. having success at the highest level. And now you're going here and you're being gauged on 40 seconds, bench yep. press and all those things. And a lot of things don't even apply to the game. You exactly. Know, you look at the three cone, the the lateral, whatever it is, like all that stuff is the bench, you know, uh-huh. as a receiver, like what do you need to do that for? You know, <laughs> but uh, it's, it's just interesting. And I know that it's, it's been, it's been in place for so long that it probably won't change. So, you know, I think the guys just have to get used to it and keep trying to work hard. And you see a lot of times now, yeah. a lot of, uh, training facilities try to find ways to kind of cheat the system in a yeah. way you know so the, you know you have your like your normal way of running a different a three cone drill but then they'll have their own way that kind of every, cheats everyone, every everyone half has second it, man. yeah everyone has it so it's, it's kind of funny yeah so what what about the mental aspect yes. we talk about the physical um but you know one thing that um you know i i'm a huge advocate for and this is one of the things that i struggled with so i was a college basketball player mm. um i played one year of football uh ended up having an opportunity to play professionally. But one of the things I wasn't fully prepared for right away yeah. just because of network relatability was the mental aspect. Um, and I definitely gained that pretty quickly yeah. through mentors. But how important is the mental aspect for, uh, you know, some of these young players uh, coming up? Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you you said earlier that, you know, a lot of football players are really intelligent. And I think, you know, if we're going to talk about mental, like the re- – the 
the ones that last are the really intelligent ones. And so the ones that you're seeing on TV, the ones that you're seeing making plays every Sunday and every year, mm -hmm. year after year, those guys are really intelligent. They might, you know, you might not believe that, like not you, but like there's people that might watch football and think yeah. otherwise. But a lot of these guys are really smart because to put to put the whole playbook in your in your head to in those, what, six weeks of training camp and then go perform. And every week is a new Almost a new playbook, you know? Well, it, it, and this is one of the things I battle with. Yeah. I, I remember um, I, I came out to New York. Uh, this was in the off season. I, I was, uh, it was like a charity gala or something yeah. like that. And I'm having a conversation and they're like, oh, you know, that, this is so odd. Like you're, you're an athlete, but you're so well-spoken. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. And it was, uh, you know, I, I checked the, you know, it was a nice lady, but I'm like, are you serious? Yeah. I thought she was joking. And I, it just was like. You have no idea at all what goes into it, and and also the, the the focus when you tie in physical to mental, and you know, um, it's it's real and the mm -hmm. stresses, which a lot of people could really learn from, uh, whether it's in a corporate structure, um, and uh, that they have to go through in a day to day life. Yeah, but um, yeah, I mean, knowledge is power, but that mental aspect is is key. So you know, what what are some of your suggestions for these these younger players that are coming up? Uh, on how to be, you know, mentally prepared for what they're what they've got coming. Yeah, it's hard because, uh, you know, like you said, it's a business, and there's some things that you're just not going to be prepared for. Yep. You know, you're going to come in like myself. I came in with 12 guys in one draft, and now there's I'm the only one left. You mm -hmm. know, so there's so many different aspects of the game that are very business oriented, and you know, it's hard to really prepare yourself for it. You just kind of have to be able to adapt. Yeah. You know, so when the things come on. You know, when the certain certain situations that weren't happening in college, you know, when guys are playing not so much because of how much how much better they are than the other guy, but because of how much more they're getting paid than the other guy, you know, different things like that, you know, you gotta just adapt to it and you gotta grind, you know, because sometimes, you know, money is not always the the deciding factor. Yeah. You know? And well and that's so true, man. Like mm -hmm. and I think you, you see it a lot of times, like uh, you know, even guys who have had success and um, they've got all this money, but they don't have uh, a direction or purpose when they're done playing. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it's so encouraging and exciting to, to have you on the show and uh, just get this uh, breath of knowledge. You know yeah, what I'm saying? It. So, um, but it, it was a big year coming up. Obviously we have, uh, there's OTAs and all those things, but what are you most excited for uh, going into this upcoming season? Yeah. Uh, I think for myself, it's it's a new season. I got a new contract. So, you know, I'm looking forward to that, you know, just playing under that. You know, I think everybody kind of looks forward to that second contract. That's where you want to get to as a player, that second contract. So. What, what does that feel like, you know, because you uh, injury a couple of years ago. Mm -hmm. um, what was that? Was that a really stressful time for you? It was. It was, especially because that was like right before I could have gotten to a second contract. Exactly. So, you know, to be injured and then have to play another year, hoping that I can get to where I thought I was going to be right now you know what 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 is that process like mentally going through the season like yeah. it's not it's not something that you think about but it's it's still it's the definitely back in the back head. yeah it's definitely in the back of your head because you know every stat that you put down every play that you make you know it's it's kind of pushing you towards your goal mm -hmm. you know and anytime that you don't kind of get hit those marks that you mentally want to hit you know kind of it, it can be uh you know that depressing shit, that all. hurts man yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's it's stings yeah for sure so you know you got to make sure it's you're mentally strong because, yeah. uh, you know, you have 16 weeks and, you know, not every week is going to be that week that you do exactly what you want to do. Mm -hmm. 
but uh, it's all about consistently, consistently getting better. So, yeah. you know, you just got to learn from the last mistake and make sure that you're you know, ready for the next one, next and game. Is there is there a level of clarity now or even, I don't want to say calmness because you're not mm-hmm. relaxed, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Uh, after having, you know, some of that come in and also the commitment from the organization and the yeah. team that you're with, man. It definitely gives you more confidence, you mm-hmm. know. So the team is backing you. Uh, you know, they've, they've, they've invested in you. Um, so that that kind of builds up your confidence, and then for yourself, you know, you 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 can kind of relax in a way. Uh, you know, you still have to work hard, and I'm still working hard, but like, I, I can feel like you know the work that I've done has has been worth it. Exactly. You know, so now it's like, and it's not going in vain. Exactly. So now it's like, okay, well, you know, I I, I know what I need, I know what I'm capable of doing, and I know what I have done to get here. So let's keep doing that, and let's even add a couple more things on there. Okay, definitely, man. So coming up, uh, you'll hear how Quincy keeps things moving forward uh, to everything that he's got coming up. I want to know who you'd like to see on the game plan. Hit me up on Instagram at DaleMoss13 and let us know. And if your suggestion makes it on, I'll give you a shout out on the show. Quincy, uh, you know, the season is, is roughly only, uh, you know, 18 weeks throughout the year. Uh, you know, what do you, what do, you do uh, to make sure that you're on top of your game? Uh, year round and not just in those 18 weeks yeah i do a lot of uh film watching mm-hmm. yeah so and it's not just game of thrones right no 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 <laughs> that that that's on the side yeah but uh no i think uh you know just kind of reflecting mm-hmm. that's the biggest thing i do as soon as the season's over which is kind of reflecting on what i did what i could have done differently yeah um you know how can i get better uh, so you know i'm always trying to better myself and that kind of leads into you know not just how do I better myself on the football team, on the football field? But I also try to uh, better myself off the field. Yep. Um, so, you know, like I said before, you know, taking GMAT classes uh, to hopefully, you know, take the GMAT. And also um, that you're, you're getting married too, man. Yeah, so. getting married. Yep. So becoming a better husband, uh, reading those type of books and stuff, you know, at least a better boyfriend right now than yeah. future husband, obviously. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, just always trying to get better, um, you know. Life is short, you know. I definitely learned that after I got hurt. That you know, it life can get taken away from you in a snap. Football can get taken away from you in a snap. You know, there's so many different things. So it's like, you know, why why not take advantage of the time that you have? Exactly, and, and really make the most of it. Exactly. And, uh, you know, it, it's it's unbelievable. Even um, you know, obviously, what you've accomplished playing football mm-hmm. at the highest level, but winning the Walter Payton Man of the Year award, constantly uh, being involved in your communities. You know, when it's all said and done, you know, how do you want to be remembered? Well, um, I want to. I think I want to be remembered as somebody that was always hardworking, always striving towards success mm-hmm. uh you know i'm always going to do what it takes to get there um you know somebody that was able to overcome adversity mm-hmm. um and uh still accomplish what he wanted to accomplish so yeah and 
you hard say working. It, <laughs> hard work and, and, yeah. and just so so lightly put man well obviously it, it goes without saying and and you know the respect that you've uh, you've you've gained and received from the league um you know I, I, we've touched base on this a little bit more but i wanted i want to know like the response that you got from players in the league after after that walter payton mm-hmm. man of the year award because uh, again that's one of the most uh, sought after and respectable honors you could have in the yeah. league yeah uh yeah i got you know i got a few guys that hit me up and uh congratulated me um you know I, I think one thing about it though is that like you know you do see a lot of guys doing different things but you, there's also a very good amount of guys that don't do a lot of things and so I think that for me it was cool to see you know guys take like see me win that award mm-hmm. and use that to take initiative for themselves you know wow so so that was that was pretty cool yeah, no, that that's definitely a powerful thing, man. So, uh, you know, one thing that we we typically will will leave off on. Um, obviously, the name of the show is is the game plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, what's your game plan for success? Yeah, so I think my game plan for success is always striving to get better every day, um, and uh, never letting setbacks uh, set me back. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, you know, whenever I have a setback, I always try to make sure that I use it as a lesson. Yep. Um, and try to, you know, come back better than I was before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that, yeah, that's real, man. And obviously you've done that, uh, through coming back from injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you've got nothing but a bright future ahead and it, it's going to be exciting to follow you, uh, not only this season, but as you continue to grow in your career and also, uh, off the field. So, you know, for everyone who, who wants to connect with you, uh, in, in some of the things that you're doing, how can they connect with you? Uh, yeah. So I have, um, my Instagram, Quincy Anunwa, E-N-U-N-W-A. I have my Twitter with the same name. And yeah. then I have my website, officialize.com slash at Quincy Anunwa. Okay. Yeah, Perfect, yeah, yeah. man. Perfect. So yeah. um, thank you for taking the time today uh, and sharing your amazing story uh, with our audience. Until next time, what's your game plan? I am a champion. Yes. I'm winning. I'll win it all. The Game Plan with Dale Moss is produced by Mouth Media Network. Copyright 2019, the Dale Moss brand, all rights reserved. Thanks for listening. This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle.